0: On this week's show, Margot boss Jay Saunders talks about their decision to pull out of the FA Trophy and the challenges that the club are facing as the pandemic continues. It just
1: didn't work out. So the club asked me, and again, I said, I'd love to play but I'm completely in support. we we'll get where you're coming from. It's been a really tough year for the club, as it has for many. And I think we made the right decision.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, brought to you in association with SCSA Sports Management. A quiet week this week for obvious reasons, but my co-host has pulled a belter of an interview out of the fire, so kudos to him for that and we hope you enjoy it. As always, I'm John Phipps, who's anxiously waiting to find out if he's joining the rest of you in Tier 3. And as always, on the end of the line, although I'm still yet to decide if a team's chat is a line or not, is it only this time next week could be as happy as Buddy the Elf or as miserable as the Grinch, depending on two football matches. I don't know which one I'm betting on. It's Matt Gerard. how are you mate?
2: Not but right, it's Christmas, so I should be a little bit happy, shouldn't I? And football managers come out on the Nintendo Switch, so my Christmas is sorted if I can get if I can get the Switch off my daughter to
0: let me play it. So yes, but that is one of those things where you you can get like two different things and you can play it on the go. I don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. But she'll be because maybe Father Christmas is buying her a few games. You see, so rather than me saying she knows I'm getting it, she says you're not playing it because I'll be playing it. So. So that's that. So that's so, that, so, that, so that I'll keep you updated because I haven't played that game for about.
0: I hope your daughter gets into the Football Manager and is better at managing Dover than you are.
2: <laughs> well, well, should I manage Dover? I suppose I should do, shouldn't I? I'm you got go... to.
0: Yeah. So.
2: LST LST LST. Got a lot quite a few players in there then. So say, yes, oh, absolutely. I we can, do yeah, we can do that. So uh, I'll keep you informed how I, I how I get on with that. So yeah. But the first
0: transfer you make is to try and sign Ieffiong on loan.
2: Well wow. I, I was right though I said to you and I'm winning at the moment Ira Jackson would score more league goals than yeah. he everyone. and he is Exactly. And he played two games and he's scored two <laughs> you
0: know, there oh, you go so
2: good, well done to, well done to I, former you know when he plays for England we can say we've had him on the show here
0: we can yeah so yeah well done Ira good, uh, good for you to get off the mark Uh, in the league there so uh, yeah anyway it's a milestone for this week as we rack up our 150th episode we're acknowledging the crowd with a raise of the bat, but there's no silly helmets off big celebrations still whoever would have thought we'd make it this far 150 is the final numbered psalm in the bible commonly known as praise ye the lord praise god in his sanctuary and the more relevant news is the record winning margin in an AFL game when in 2011 Geelong smashed Gold Coast 188 to 38 I'm not sure if we've ever talked about Aussie rules before on the show because well, why would we uh, but did I've you been. encounter it on your trip down under all those years ago yeah I,
2: I, I've been I went to a few games at the MCG and it was the um, who did I the Crows black and white black black. Collingwood Collingwood that might have been it might have quite, I supported them for a bit so yeah I quite enjoyed it so I went for a couple of games at the MCG because look you, the cool thing about that is in the at half time they let you on the pitch so you can do all your things so I stood on the MCG pitch and there is a photo somewhere in my things so uh yeah so yeah i quite enjoyed it when it's from that so it's quite i happy. went
0: to a game when i went i went uh in 2009 i went to australia my game that i went to was at the other stadium the uh it, it's had all sorts of sponsorships it was the etihad i think at the time um but it's the the sort of newish big stadium over in uh, over in melbourne um and i saw the uh Essendon against the Bombers. No, Essendon are the Bombers. Sorry, We've got Essendon against North Melbourne, and Essendon won. And I think that's the team your mate Tody supports in uh, in Neighbours as well. So uh, it's now the Marvel Stadium, uh, that stadium, the Docklands Stadium.
2: I, I think there was a, 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 a Matt Richardson rings a bell. Apparently, he was like the hero there. He was like right. the golden boy when I was, but this was nineteen ninety seven. Okay. So I don't know what he does now. But if anybody, if he's like, <laughs> anybody listens to, well, if, uh, yeah, but he, I, I'm sure it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got quite I, a, I, I enjoyed it,
0: but I've got to say, I mean, I went with my mate and we spent the first 15, 20 minutes sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? And my favourite bit, and I, we need to find a way to get something like this in football, is when it goes out of play, the way that the, the, the um, touch judge, linesman, whatever, chucks the ball back in over his head. I, I love it. I just love it.
2: So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's 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 it must it's not on Channel Four. It must be on Sky or something.
0: It's it? on BT Sport, mate.
2: Is it? Alright, oh, we'll have to get up early and watch that then. So yeah, if I do like those. Sport. Yeah, but I quite enjoyed it. So it's another. I'd go again if I went to Australia. Just as I went for more to go to the the grounds basically. So uh, on that and that was because there was no cricket on when I went. So
0: I'm trying to find the game you watched. What, what time of year did you go to Australia, mate?
2: This would have been. This has been it must have been we were Melbourne. Eight, March April '97.
0: March, April 97, right. Okay. Is it the MCG? I'm just looking now. So I'm we've sure got Melbourne complex. against Collingwood on Friday, the 4th of April.
2: I did keep a diary. So
0: oh, of I course could, you got, did.
2: Right, I, that's under the bed somewhere.
0: Um, uh, it, could, it could have been that one, Melbourne against Collingwood. Collingwood won by 24, 163
2: Collingwood seemed to be the, the team.
0: Um, or it so. was Collingwood against Port Adelaide the previous week.
2: Oh, that, that might ring the bell, yeah.
0: 16687 season opener that one. Matt, that, that, I, reckon
2: that, I reckon that's probably it. It's yeah,
0: 51,883 so. people there on Saturday, yeah. the 29th of March, 1997. There you go. Uh, so oh, yeah, there's yeah, one for you.
2: About that. Yeah, we lived in Morral bark because the guy I went to, we, uh, we lived with his family in Morral Park. And How long were
0: you out there for? for six months.
2: All oh, right, cool. So uh Moral Park, and I always look at them because on the football pools in, in the summer. They always have uh, moral bark <laughs> run there. So I always look from that. So moral bark. There you least this information about me from nearly 25 years. Jeez. Oh, oh, that's
0: decades. depressing, isn't it, Core? Cool. That is really I've upsetting. I'm always one
2: people that, if you look at that, how many years ago is that? 20, 24 years coming up. What was 24 yep. years? I wasn't even born before then.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, isn't it, where they say now, like, You know, when they say 1990s, 30 years ago, I find that hard to believe. And then you say, well, another 30 years from that was 1960. Like, that seems like a lifetime ago. Crazy. So We're just getting old, mate. We we are, yeah. Some of us sooner than others, but, you know, we'll get there. Anyway, um, there has been some football this week with the National Leagues and then the FA Trophy taking centre stage. It's safe to say it wasn't the finest week for our Kent teams, though with just a solitary victory in 90 minutes over the course of the whole week. So let's start then with our interview from a man whose side firmly not in action. The last few years have been challenging both on and off the pitch, but 2020 is still throwing up unimaginable issues for Margate. It culminated in them deciding to pull out of the FA Trophy, and as we're about to hear, that's just the start of it. Matt spoke to manager Jay Saunders on Tuesday. First of all, Jay, I think your last game was the 1st of November. Any idea when your next game will be?
1: Guessing as good as I to be honest uh, obviously I know the issue sent out a statement last week saying that uh, crowds could, could come back in even to tier 3 and stuff um, and I believe they're waiting for the 16th uh, tomorrow just to see I think what, what, every, what every tier is everyone's in the league sort of thing and then and then they'll make a decision from there and I can't I can't see anything until sort of 9th to the 16th of January I, I realistically I think that's the sort of time the first game will be, but but we shall see. Um, it's
2: totally it's in the hands of, the, of, of other people, obviously. Yeah, I know. Quite a lot of the um, Isthmian League teams wanted to play. What was Margate standing on this again? Thanet is where we are. It's Kent is a tier three place. So as a club, would they and behind closed doors before the announcement earlier in the week? What, what was Margate standing on it? That playing behind closed doors is probably not financially viable, is it? No, and I think what people what people are forgetting that is
1: when um, when all this first started, this club first started, the chairman came out and said that at no point would the league start behind closed doors. It wouldn't happen because they know they are aware the clubs need to um, So then, obviously, when this second lockdown came, it, it was, everyone was going, "Well, we should be able to play," but they made that they made that quite clear at the time. So i was surprised they even had a vote on it. If so I'm honest with you, um, as a club we wouldn't have been able to play um, behind closed doors with no no um, gate money with no food bar money I don't think the club can it just can't it can't run really um, or afford to, to pay the players and stuff so it wasn't an option for us and so you can imagine how our, our boat went um, the club rang me asked my feelings and I said, sort of said look I'm a, obviously a football person I'm a manager I want, we want to play football but at the same time it has to be right for the club and also it has to be safe for everyone so um I think yeah, that's that obviously our, our thinking of it. And then you could see, sort of in, within the day of the announcement, we then sort of made the announcement that we were pulling out the trophy. So, uh, I think
2: how it, difficult was that a decision to make?
1: Yeah, it was difficult. Um, again, the club are really good. Let me ask my opinion. But if you're looking at it realistically, if you, one thing I would say, I think if your clubs and you voted against playing. So then carry on playing in the trophy and playing, and I've seen a lot of them playing friendlies that I don't kind of get. Mm-hmm. I think we we made it clear that we couldn't, we couldn't play. Um, and so we sort of spoke to the club and they sort of said, look, we've got to pay for the away team travel. Um, all our players, because of, because of the club pace, Everyone properly. We're not one of these non-league clubs. I know there is some out there. Probably still pay a bit of cash here and there and stuff. We we do everything properly. Everyone's on the PAYE, so everyone was furloughed. I um, that's the case. If you're furloughed, you can't train, you can't play games. So it meant taking everyone off of um, furlough. They wouldn't then be able to put them back on. Mm-hmm. So realistically, it would have been a club would have been taking on everyone's wages, um, paying for away team travel and everything for for sort of one game, and then and then it just didn't work out so the club asked me and again I said look I'd love to play the game but I completely support and get where you're coming from it's been a really tough year for the club as it has for many and I think we made the right decision
2: You mentioned the players on furlough there is that still going on um, can you do any training with them or anything like that or how do you keep communicating no, so, with the players
1: So we've not been in now since, since the hours we go um, oh. which I think you said in November time Um Obviously, speaking to the players is frustrating. Some of them, this week, I've had a few clubs that have approached the dual reg from the league above. Which
2: I was going to ask you about that. Where, how does the club stand on that? Are you quite happy to, them to get games out or are you um, worried well, the players yeah. lose your players? Yeah,
1: it's, it's a tricky situation, isn't it? It's one of those. I, I'm not one for in players' way and, and I get players want to play football and stuff and it's one of those that we have to look at it. And it's fact, it's, I'll speak individually to the players, but, um, and obviously, get the club's point of view as well, but realistically, our players are all on contract, so the club could, could <laughs> to be honest, they could put a seven down and take them anyway. So no. sometimes I think you're better off trying to keep everyone happy and seeing what you can do. But um, yeah, it's, it's, listen, it's a really tricky time for the club, and it's um, it, and, and not just our club, for a lot of clubs. I speak to a lot of managers, and, and Neil Club I spoke to this week when the announcement came out about crowns, and I think he was exactly the same as me about it all. and at the end of the day I think I think from my point of view, I look at it and say that we are we are part time football. Um the players don't get paid enough to, to live on it. It's it's something that, that helps them. Don't get me wrong, the money they get. But we have to look at the bigger picture and the bigger picture for me is that um that everyone's safe. Uh, their families with a Christmas period coming up. People are spending I mean, for, for instance myself, I've got i got kids, I spent I see my dad most days, my mum are in their seventies and you kinda of wanna make sure first and foremost that your family's safe and that you're safe before you worry about I don't know if it sounds bad, before you worry about playing games of football, that's my opinion. Um I know the higher leagues obviously they get tested and they get this and that. We don't get that at our level. Um also you're looking at the changing as the grounds you go to the changes you can't swing a cat in. So you so then have twenty people plus staff in a changing it's just hard and, and even one of the games we played the main stand was full up. Everyone sitting next to each other. I think it's tough at this level for for clubs to govern it and and, and fund everything to get it completely safe. Um, and all, all I think is important is that we we at some point get back to football. But I think that people do have to look at the bigger picture. That's my, that's my opinion. Is, it?
2: is there a concern for you that the league won't be finished? As if you mentioned, they don't start playing to mid January. There's gonna be, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday by the end of it and, and is that good for the league and good for the you know, how people's welfare as well, football wise?
1: yeah, I mean my opinion is that it'll be January. The only reason I say that is I don't see how you can ask a club like ourselves. So say, say we come out of tier three tomorrow and they go, Okay, you can carry on Straight and you've got a lot of London clubs that are gonna go tier three now. Um, so are they saying that we've just got to start playing, we've had we've had like six weeks off of whatever it is and just go straight into games. a don't think they can do that. Um, for the players welfare so again injury-wise and stuff um, with regards to finishing the season it's going to be tough because not only have you got sitting them games in mate you're going to get you're going to get games called off for bad weather I see at the weekend was a lot of friendlies announced and loads of them were getting called off so uh, Jim, well, picture, you're going to get that it's tough I've heard rumours of everyone playing each other once I'm, I'm a bit old school I've been in it a long time now and for me you play teams home and away and that's our seasons sort of decided whether you go up or go down. I think it would be harsh on teams that went down on, on playing each other once because who decides who you play home and who you play away. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things that I just just feel... Uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made and I don't envy the person that's got to make them decisions, if I'm honest with you. But, um, yeah, it's, it'll be tough It'll be tough to finish the season. I know they're keen to get teams up and down, but if it was me, I, I think you've got you to gotta be realistic and look at it and go... This is a a one-off thing that that I doubt will ever happen again in our lifetime. And Like I say, everyone says, if we can get the season finished, great. If not, then then you have to look at the bigger picture and go, OK, let's let's restart and go again next season. But as I say, I don't make them decisions and uh, and that's up to someone else.
0: Pretty frank stuff, that one from Jay Saunders, Matt. And uh, it, it was great to hear him talking so honestly. And there's concerns, aren't there?
2: Oh, absolutely. He's probably one of the first managers, we've, you know, when you read through, that probably says that, you no, know, it's probably the right decision. You you can't keep playing on this situation. Um, they voted to get one to play. They didn't want to play. Um, and I admire his honesty there because a lot of managers um, are saying, clubs are saying, oh, we want to play, we want to play. But Margate clearly saying, no, the most important thing is the, the health and safety of everything. And you can't play behind closed doors because it's not financially viable. Um, so, I think it's from there again. They haven't had a game for what, six, well, nearly two months um, using the furlough system. But I think, yeah, it, it was honest from Jay Saunders there. You know, he's a footballer man, he wants to get back on the field. But I, I think, yeah, it was just an honest interview, which was, you know, I didn't have to say much because he sort of said it all for me, really, asking the questions. He was asking, answering the questions for an Artsland, if you know what I mean. So, it was, it was a really good interview. I enjoyed talking to him.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting to to, to hear, Jay. And, and thank you, Tim, for speaking um, so openly uh, about it. And, you know, it, it is refreshing to hear someone saying, you know, we feel like we haven't got anywhere to turn, I suppose you almost said. And what I found was really interesting there was he was talking about the players being furloughed and everything. And that was because at one stage in that interview, I was sitting there thinking, well, he keeps saying they can't play behind closed doors. Yet you haven't got to man these events these tea bars and everything so is it really that like that but when he says no the players are all on furlough then that makes perfect sense to me and, and and I thought it was you know he made a really interesting point now about how the Isthmian League at the very very start insisted that nothing would be done behind closed doors and then here they are nine months on taking a vote on whether p- football should be able to play behind closed doors or not and it, it is the inconsistency isn't it
2: yeah uh, I think we were always told and then last week afterwards when you could get 150 people in at Margate, and all these teams got a bit excited. But again, it costs you more to run the game, and again, putting the players back on the wages is a cost for the club. So uh, uh, Margate are being very, very sensible on this. Maybe certain clubs who get less than 150 it doesn't really bother them if they can get more people. You know, that's their gate. We can get, we can carry on from that. But I think Margate, who probably average what four, five hundred, definitely can see the viability. You know, not the viability of it all. And keeping the players on furlough, which is till March, is probably the right system to to work it with. Um, game the player, I don't think he was mentioned there about the um, dual registration. I don't think he's lost any players yet, but he may do with players want to go and get some game time in it. But I think it's the right decision what he said there, and I just admire it that, that he's not jumping at the beat. Let's get going again, and you know you think about London and Essex and Kent going kind to of, Tier Three, basically the Ryman Premier League whatever it's called these days just can't go ahead surely
0: <laughs> it's never been the Ryman in the oh, whole time we've done okay, this show why do you keep calling it a good it that? sponsor good sponsor the Ryman I, isn't well it? it must have been it must have, although they do say if you do so if you sponsor something for a while you'll always be remembered of it like I, I'm pretty sure that Bolton Stadium isn't called the Reebok anymore no. but it will always will be wouldn't it
2: yeah, exactly. yeah yeah sorry the Isthmian League but you can't surely you can't play because of the 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 tiering system um and it, uh, and that's not going to be looked until till after Christmas. And then what they're saying after Christmas, we could have another spike because of Christmas. Um, It could be a while. And the first one we sort of really heard as well about, he said about the chat, what he's been mooted as well, isn't it? About playing one team, only playing once and things like that. So discussions would have to be made from that point of view, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, well, that kind of brings us on to our... Uh our next, the thing that's next that I've got written down to talk to, which is uh, Tony Russell. Uh, he spoke to uh, Cray Wanderer's website uh, ahead of the sides, his sides 3-0 defeat at St Albans in the FA Trophy, uh, which happened last night. Uh, obviously, we spoke to Tony on the, on this show last month, didn't we? And he was absolutely superb. His interview on the Cray Wanderer's website is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm not going to read it all out to you because there's so much of it, but I'll give you some of the highlights. Uh, he he describes the Eastman League as a rudderless ship uh, and the very end of his interview, <laughs> and I quote... The Bourbon Biscuit bi- Dippers know better than the National League and Football League clubs. There needs to be a shake-up, and if there's no promotion or relegation for two seasons running, then the FA need to find out what is going on. Uh, now, that interview was on the website uh, a couple of days ago, uh, and it is it is amazing because in it, Tony Russell basically says he he was sat in on a, on a big meeting, and there seems to be no leadership and inconsistencies from the chairmen and things like that, and, and he's very, very very frustrated so um what does he want to play does he he's i think he says uh, he in the interview he comes across and he says well i can see reasons to play i can see reasons not to play i can see reasons to play behind closed doors i can see reasons not to play behind closed doors but i think what he's basically saying is someone needs to make a decision for the league rather than this wishy-washy vote but bitch by all accounts he he says people were just being led down the garden path he 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 almost indicated that he was ready to give up. So, so bad was the leadership from, from the Isthmian League in this meeting that he sat in on. And and that is a, a, a real concern, surely.
2: Is the Isthmian League, the Northern League and the Southern League. Are they all they all talking from the same hymn sheet, aren't they?
0: They are. But I think this meeting that Tony himself was in was specifically uh, a, a an Isthmian League meeting. Uh, as I say, he says there's, there's no leadership from the top saying here here are the options either you play football or you don't uh he says at the moment tier three fa- teams cannot play with fans there are two ways around that uh and bits and pieces he said you've got two sides it. he said there was never a debate about coming back to play never any leadership um telling players how they could do it all they were saying is how they can't do it and various different things He's, and he says i understand what people were saying I, I i appreciate all of that but then what disappointed him was that the Avery, the vice chairman spoke really passionately about it made a huge statement saying oh no you can't be thinking about playing football then arranges a home friendly lets fans in and plays plays hastings in the fa trophy with with fans this is if you feel that passionately about it why are you thinking about the football is what the bloke said he said surely you'd pull out the trophy like margate did Mm. and he said and he says for the chairman and vice chairman of the ismian league actions have got to speak louder than words so they shouldn't be going and playing i mean the interview that section of the interview is at the very very end it is very very long but i would seriously recommend that you you go and find out and and read it i will retweet the link um later on uh, from the podcast account but it, it just seems to me that they weren't given the the possibilities of this is how it could work they were told no you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that so let's not play and the the I suppose he is right. They've got to look at it and say, if there's no promotion again this year, what what has gone on with these leagues and all the money that's been wasted is is insane.
2: Yeah, I, I cannot believe that the league will say there's no promotion relocation and what Jason Saunders said that maybe you have you have to look at the fixture list. But again, that is difficult. How you're going to organise this? And one of these things on this before you know the where's and where's about why wasn't this if it broke again like it has or um stopped again there must have been some sort of plan in it could it be cause where do you think i oh, would maybe not to the middle of Ju- maybe middle of january but this leak can start again can it
0: oh i, I don't even think it'll be that soon because I, I came up with an analogy the other day about uh about the, the current situation uh, regarding the vaccine and, and everything like that and, I, and i'm quite proud of it I'll, so i'm going to share it with everybody um basically with the vaccine being discovered it's like we've we're one nil up in stoppage time right mm-hmm. but then relaxing everything over christmas is the keeper's gone up for a corner even though we're one nil up and holding on right it's that sort. Of, that's how to put it in football terms you know and the christmas thing it's just been announced um while we've been talking Uh, We're a little bit earlier than normal, so normally uh, this would all be done. Uh, But Boris Johnson has has recently said that all UK nations have reached an unanimous agreement to go ahead with the planned Christmas bubble rules, uh, but added that people should exercise a high degree of personal responsibility if they do spend time with family over the festive period. Um, And, you know, so my view is still that this virus is going to there's going to be a massive spike uh, in cases in early January. And then I think we're going to be locked down for, for most of January if not all of January and some of February, I think this is just, you know, I, I just think that we, we are we're so close and now we're just going to throw it all away. And the problem that they've got now is they dangled this carrot, and even if they said you can't see anyone at Christmas, people are still going to break those rules now. Um, and it's it's really really tough. But I think that's that's where we are. And and football is isn't important. It is important in terms of of what we do. And and Tony Russell in his interview, which I do have in front of me, says you know people need to get out of their houses take their minds off things go to football express themselves um whatever he said you know and it it is a massive relief but at the end of the day we've got to think about people and the how people are coping with this virus and how we got on with that and i look at it and i think that the, the way the cases are at the moment um it's madness that people are going to be traveling all over the country and spreading it around themselves at Christmas. And I can't see how in January we're going to be in a situation where supporters going to be allowed back in. And we've heard from Jay Saunders, we've heard from Tony Russell and everything like that, that people need to make sure there is a way that fans are back in because it, it has to be the case that fans are in before the Isthmian league and the scaffold restarts. Yeah. Um, I think that noise just sums it all up, mate. You don't need to say anything
2: else. No, no. I think you made a point there. The money spent of two seasons of promotion and relegation not going ahead. It's been league. And and, and again, it's a difficult decision how you're going to do this. You're never going to um, appease everybody, but they're going to have to come up with a decision. You can't, Margate can't play 35 games in three months, can they? From this point of view, which is which it could physically happen on that. They need to work something out and go from that point. Um, I presume they, they'll have to have promotion and relegation because there'll be a riot on when they're yeah,
0: older. I mean, it's, if you're a club, and there are clubs in in the county of Kent who have spent money in the last few years in bringing players in, and I would look at it and I'd say, if I'd invested my money in the team and for two years running, there's been no value in it apart from playing a few games and then having it all wiped out. You, w- you wouldn't invest all that money to p- just play friendlies, but that's effectively what they would have done if, if there is no promotion again this season. So they've got to find a way of doing it, however that may be. Uh, they've got to find a way of doing it, but we've, who knows?
2: But like that, I've, we'll have to wait and see. Again, they're not going to be playing, because the scaffold, some play stages, they said that they could start on, because you can allow people in, but I don't think you can probably start if it's tier if we were stuck in tier three which can but they're they're now saying
0: you can they're now saying in tier three you You can have have a certain number of spectators but i've seen the comments of a couple of people in scaffold clubs saying that that few supporters is no good to us it will help the smaller supported clubs of course it will but the bigger supported clubs your Chatham's, your Sheppies, that money is the, the, bringing in that fewer people and all, still having to do exactly the same amount of work to put that on and having half the crowd you might expect or a third of the crowd you might expect, it's, it's just not viable for them, is it?
2: Not, yeah. So, you know, we had Denise Rich, Rich, Richman on last week and she, you know, spoke eloquently about it all. But I, I think they've got to look at the overall picture from this and then go from there. The, the, the scaffold have done well with the fixtures. There's not a massive fixture backlog on all of this so I think end this year then start when's the next is it New Year's Eve is it the next one they decide what where people are going
0: I'd imagine so it'll be two weeks time although I'm sure Boris will probably still be in his Christmas bubble by then <laughs>
2: uh. yeah so but okay, <laughs> this 150th year 150th episode should be one of celebration mate but <laughs> from episode 120 onwards it's just being <laughs> uh, just me going Phew. The
0: time. Yeah. So, but, um, exactly. exactly. And 100, 150 ironically is probably about the number of supporters you might be allowed in so you know <laughs> yeah, very yeah. topical aren't we yeah
2: yeah yes that's true for that. <laughs> but um yeah I, I think the northern premier league they cancelled it which i think i read earlier because the northern the northern league which i presume is the same as the same thing they said they're not doing anything till january so i presume they'll come out and say the northern league has postponed fixtures will be reviewed on the 4th of January the possible restart on the Saturday, the 9th of January the majority of foot clubs case financially, aren't, wasn't financially viable for them to play with tendencies of 150 so I'm sure the Eastman League will, will come out with a statement shortly as well, um, but again as Tony Russell has probably said, right if that's not happening, what's the plan going forward if they haven't got a plan going forward it, it could be sort of real anarchy for, and real disappointment for some clubs
0: well, I will give you a couple of very quick, short statements um, that I have. Um, so the Trident League's released a statement on Monday, which is the latest thing that's on the Isthmian League website, um, which says, we welcome the decision to allow some fans into ground in tier three areas. However, in the decision of last week, uh, clubs voting overwhelmingly in suspending the current season. The leagues have decided to wait to see the implications of the government's review of the tier system in England due on Wednesday before making any further announcements. Uh, and also, the scaffold, they've put a statement out uh talking about the uh the fact that supporters will be allowed in tier three and they have said the southern county's east football league uh have A board meeting on the 17th of December and we'll update clubs shortly after that time about the details of a restart to league football from December the 26th so there is a possibility that there will be games on Boxing Day uh, in the scaffold so we shall see uh, what happens with that and obviously keep an eye on our social media we'll be uh, very keen to retweet anything that comes out of that so we shall uh, we shall see what happens but at the end of the day health's got to come first and and this virus is is still here it's still prevalent and because of the insistence of Christmas, it's still going to be prevalent very early uh, in 2021. And I think, you know, we've already agreed to extend the season. But as I said last week, maybe we need to do something creative. Maybe they need to find a way and say, to, there will be teams who are thinking, do you know what? Let's just call it off. Let's just forget about it. We've had a bad start to the season. Let's just ditch it. But there will be other teams who are thinking, no, let's get promoted. So let's find a way of making this happen. We've got to find a way to finish this season. And I keep harping back to a point I made in March. And I was right. They should have made sure that the 2019-20 season was finished, and the season that took the hit was this season, rather than both of them being absolutely messed up by this virus.
2: Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks like a wise decision, mate. If you can find what you when you say that back in episode 131, <laughs> you should put it out
0: there. I will do. I shall try and find it. I might, I might, if I get time, try and pull together some sort of highlights of the year for uh, for, uh show in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, we shall see what happens. But uh, yeah, I definitely did say that and I definitely said it more than once. And I definitely, definitely was right Uh, anyway uh, let's move on and talk about some actual football that happened and as I said it wasn't a great week uh, by and large we'll start in the National League where it was actually the the best that it it got uh, as Bromley were the only Kent team to win in 90 minutes over the weekend Uh, a very impressive televised win at Solihull Moors Matt and uh, they got the the formula away from home it's just at home that Bromley seemed to be struggling at the moment
2: great result against um, Solihull do you know what, one of the, Do you know about one of the Solihull players? No, go on. A striker right up my street. Guess how tall he is?
0: Seven foot three.
2: Six foot nine. Wow. And I'm looking, so I'm thinking, mm,
0: my kind of player
2: there. So, <laughs> and apparently, yeah, so, um, so that's a good result. Because Solihull, that would have been a good back. Solihull were the biggest team in the league probably last couple of seasons. Tim Flowers there, now he's gone to Barnet. But Bromley, Bromley won't be bullied by anybody and I think that's a really good result against Solihull. I expect to be up there. So, yeah, sort out the home form, um, Bromley, but yeah, we picked them up a couple of weeks ago and then they lost two home games on the spin, didn't they? So, I think they can go forward um, as one of the, you sort the home form out because with Cheek, they've got one of the best goal scorers in the league so they're always going to score goals. If they can get it together, maybe it'd be different for Bromley this season they had such a good start in their last season. Maybe it's going to be the end, in the middle of the season, they have their big surge and um, for up there. But I, I think I definitely think they've got a good chance for the
0: playoffs. Yeah, nine goals for Michael Cheek. Uh, obviously, he did score good the player. winner on Saturday. Joint top scorer in the division. And I would imagine, I mean, we've seen a few players from Bromley, but if Bromley weren't promoted, I would imagine there'll be some clubs casting glances in the direction of Michael Cheek uh, over the summer.
2: Right, yeah, how long has he been there? Second year? It second year? It was absolutely. Wasn't it? Yeah, it might be my third year. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's a goal scorer at this level, so and everybody needs one of them.
0: Absolutely. I mean... particularly
2: <laughs> think this team has scored six goals all season.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, do you know any teams in, in the National League who desperately need a striker? But uh, you hit the nail on the head there, my friend. Um, interestingly, though, Matt, um, they did drop out of the top three. Uh, Bromley, on uh, Tuesday night because mm-hmm. County won. Uh, but they're, they're there or thereabouts and we we talk about games in hand and everything like that, but it's definitely, you'd rather have the points on the board even though Bromley in fourth are only five points in front of Eastleigh in 14th, you've got five games in hand.
2: It's it quite tight, which so just gives me hope <laughs> from a Dover point of view as well, doesn't it really? Because Dover, on points per game, we'd be third from bottom now. So, um, Got to win that, those games. that, my
0: friend. Is quite a straw you're clutching at.
2: So, yeah, yeah, but we would be. Um, Weymouth and Barnet are, are, are um, points per game worse than us. Wow. So, um, yeah, again, the league's never going to be. To be fair to if Dover beat quite convincingly. They could go top of the league if they win all their games in hand. So, um,
0: but, if, but then if Dover win all their games in hand, as we discussed last week, you would you'd be on to 18 points. You'd be 13th.
2: Yeah. So that's we've got a big... Well, I think it's from Saturday to the end of January. We've got 14 games to play. COVID-permitting. COVID-permitting. <laughs> Although
0: you will be playing, won't you? So you've been playing behind closed doors. So yeah. I'd imagine... Well, I didn't know there were any
2: more outbreaks or everybody else has an outbreak. But yeah, so... I always thought we'd know by the end of November if we were where we would be. Um, I'm now putting that back to the end of January because we've played all those games. So if we've only got 10 points at the next 14 games... We probably add it, but well, it'd be good to draw a few games as well. Get some points on the board, you know. We don't we haven't drawn a game all season.
0: And you surely know, want to want to win some games, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But uh, uh, Safety Trophy, which Woking, they, they was only two games ago, which is about five weeks ago, they lost five one at home to Woking. Um, uh, Woking may put some of the rest of their players. in just to see what David should do. Do they class that as a glorified friendly to get some? Um, you know, like, you know, some so the window cleaners are standing next to me now, so I can I've lost my control of the frame. Um, <laughs> they've lost, so basically, Saturday's game against Broken, glorified friendly. If you get anything from that? It's, an it's a free play. hit, isn't it? Yeah, but the, arguably, do you want to win? Because that knocks another league game out of the place. But that's another why. But then Chesterfield, you know, who beat Barnet 6 0, doing quite well since a new manager. If you take, should I take a point? Probably that just to stop the rot a little bit so it's yeah we might come back looking super fit super hungry and like a different team so hopefully that'll work through
0: are you going Saturday
2: I am going to work in yeah, yeah
0: that'll uh, be fun for you
2: I don't know if they're tier three or not sorry sorry don't know if sorry are going in so um I'm going there with just to watch football because I haven't got well, as a stranger things happen they beat us 5-1 they're playing quite well they're good at home we haven't played for six weeks or five weeks whatever it is so um, what do we expect well minutes in legs that's what i'm expecting
0: it's, it's a tough one isn't it because obviously there is the carrot at the end of the at the end of it of, of a trip to wembley which i know as a dover fan you would always love but the It's definitely not a priority this season. And the situation that you've been put in with with having not played for so long and being thrown back into this. And also the fact that, let's let's be brutally honest, you are terrible. Um, You need to just go to this game. And and as you say, minutes in legs is is the most important thing. And and, and it is a double edged sword because obviously I I think, and this is just me, a win would do Dover the world of good in terms of it will give them a boost ahead of a busy league program. You say they've got a lot of games for now at the end of January. So a win's fantastic. And, you know, if you go there and lose 5-1 again, I think you're almost back to square one. You had six weeks off, all that optimism bang straight. It's a really, really tough one. And, and no, I, I, I don't know which way you, you really want it to go, because I can understand that it could cause problems if you win. But on the flip side, you don't want to lose again because losing a habit.
2: I'd rather we kept a clean sheet and lost on penalties. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not too bothered about... Well, clearly, if you, you're going to win matches... I've never
0: come. in all of my life heard a man say he wants to go and watch the team he supports, draw nil-nil and lose on penalties. That is a first ever... No, I on think... Just one I o'clock think, on the 16th of December.
2: Uh, I think um, keeping a clean sheet would show optimism because any time you put a... It, it, anybody you put a cross in it's a goal so <laughs> keeping a clean sheet is um, a must and if we don't score I'm not that thing it's just, It just if you don't if you don't concede you don't lose and that's and that's a step inside like my football manager team will be like that with the 8 foot 6 defenders that I bring in on and the game mate
0: signing that fella from Solid Hole yeah, he's got, Wars yeah
2: exactly he's, he's my first one on my radar yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, looking into the National League South, then, where there were some games on Saturday, uh, not loads, and they didn't go particularly well for our teams. Uh, Ebsite United, they were back in action, and they probably wish they weren't, to be honest, after losing 3 0 at home to Havant and Waterlooville. A disappointing result for them. Tumbridge Angels also beaten 3 1 at St Albans. Uh, Welling United beaten 1 0 at home by Chippenham. Dartford's game against Billericay was called off uh, long before. And Maidstone's game with Braintree was called off due to everybody's favourite uh, contagious virus, which has uh, swept. Sweb- swept the country and in fact the whole world in 2020 but that that result Matt a, a real disappointment for them.
2: Yeah I think Ebb Street got problems scoring goals didn't they I think uh, and I think what you said when you've seen them nice 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 no real end product and having a Louisville squad built to win that league um, probably were a little bit too strong for Ebb Street. so Ebb Street getting through in the trophy. And they play Dagenham, which will be interesting in the Dal McMahon, the Dean Rance, the Miles Western, various derbies there. So that's quite a good game for them coming up. But again, priorities then with promotion. I think they're down about 11th now, absolutely, aren't they? So I know they've got games in hand again. Is that good enough for them? We'll have to wait and see. But at least they're in the trophy. Maybe the trophy's going to be a bit of a priority for them. And interesting to see how they're on against Dagenham at the weekend as well, who, are, who haven't been pulling up too many trees, even though they won Yeovil the last night.
0: No. Um, obviously, Ebbsford United, as you said, they're through in the trophy. Uh, they beat Chippenham. It was their third time they've played Chippenham this season. Uh, they've lost them on penalties in the FA Cup. This time, they won on penalties. Uh, a 1-1 uh, draw, and then Chippenham winning on... Uh, Chippenham, sorry, scoring late on to take that to penalties, but Ebbsford United uh, going through. Uh, Tom Hadler, who was the hero in a penalty shootout against Hastings, was in the team, and, and seemingly was the hero again. Um, the a, a a pleasing result that for, for Eversleet, bouncing back from that, uh, from that defeat to having them all over and also he didn't play uh, in either of those games but interestingly, Chris Solly has signed for Eversleet United, Matt.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised, I didn't know he got, I think he was, well, he didn't want to play in their games today in the Championship, sorry, I thought he didn't want to get injured because I think he knew he was getting released, I thought, you know, a higher up the pyramid would have picked him up so um, interesting to see if it shows what Eversleet can maybe achieve with the players they can bring in but he's a good signing if he can play but, I think our abundance of defenders is probably um, not another one they really need, is it?
0: No, and, and I mean, he probably plays at right back. And in Rowling is, has been one of their best players when I've seen them every single time this season. Um, and But a Kent lad, I suppose is a good chance for him to come uh, cl- close to home. And, and you never know what's going to happen at Ebbsfleet. So I suppose it's, it's nice for him to, to, to come down to club. But, and I, I suppose if you're Ebbsfleet United, you can look at that and say, well, how could we turn that opportunity down?
2: Yeah, I suppose maybe he maybe was to get himself fit and maybe move somewhere in January. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's a good player, so um, he shouldn't be playing at that level. So kudos to Sleep to get in if, if they're playing as well. So we just see how they get on against Dagenham as well, because, yeah, you know, probably similar styles of how they want to play football. Could be an interesting game, that one. Well, am, I, am I smelling an upset? You never know.
0: Uh, it also in the trophy on Tuesday night, Welling United were beaten by Oxford City. Uh Tumbridge Angels were beaten one nil at home by um, Hornchurch. And Cray Wonders, as we said very early on in the show, were beaten three nil at St. Was um, the
2: guy playing for Hornchurch, Chris Dixon, do we know?
0: That I don't know actually. I will I'll look that up now. Um as I say, yeah, but uh, nice that's fine, no, no problem. I should have I should have had chance to research that uh one earlier on um but mason united's game was called off as well because of the um the issues that they've had uh with regards to the um to the uh, coronavirus but that game rather than anyone pulling out of that has been rearranged um and will be played on saturday uh, and handily for them or oh, handily uh the, the game, the winners that they're supposed to be playing, which was Froome or Hampton-Richmond, Hampton-Richmond pulled out. So Maidstone, if they win, will now play Froome on Tuesday next week. Are you keeping up with that? So who Maidstone playing on Saturday? Uh, they're playing Paul, who they would have played at on home. Tuesday at home right. in the trophy. And then if they win that, they're playing Froome on Tuesday in the next round. Is that why uh, you're home? That's at home as well.
2: Oh, right. Good, good chance. Get. Good. I think Mason will be happy with two trophy games if they can win on Saturday for just to get minutes in the legs again before the you know the big Christmas period of t- games against Tunbridge and things like that. So yes, uh, I think that break might have done Mason a bit of good as well. So I think well, I think Mason will be happy with it. well, it we could have done all sides good. We'll find out next week. What that bold statement of me saying the the, um, the breaks have done sides good. So we we'll have to see from there. But yeah, I think uh, well. I think they're a of club that will make the trophy a bit of a priority, I would have thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why they can't um, push on and try and make that happen. Obviously, we know that uh, Dover will play uh, Woking Away on Saturday in the third round of the trophy. Dartford, uh, they got through on Tuesday night as well on penalties after drawing at Slough. Uh, they will be at home to Haringey Borough, who caused a bit of an upset by beating Eastbourne um, on Tuesday night. So that'll be a, a, a one that Steve King will look at and say, "No, we want to win that one."
2: Yeah, they should. We should be too strong for Haringey, um as well. I think big games coming up there over coming the next couple of weeks and the Christmas period. So um, we'll know minor, a, bit, a bit more about us. So again, Dartford might make. Might, might, might the... Steve King will probably want to do well in the trophy as well. So some of the clubs, I think Maidstone and Dartford, may make the trophy a bit of a priority. I think as well as their league, but I think they can probably do quite well in that.
0: Yes, uh, and obviously the other game in the third round on Saturday uh, was supposed to be Bromley at home to either Corinthian Casuals or Hemel Hempstead Town. However, there was a waterlogged pitch at Corinthian Casuals on Tuesday. So the game uh, was postponed. A new date will be arranged ASAP, they said, 21 hours ago. Well, let me tell you, 21 hours ago, uh, I would expect you to have heard by now, but I can only imagine that game will be played on Saturday. Uh, yeah, the game needs to be played within five days, apparently, or else they will be so out of the Bromley won't be in action then. So I would imagine Bromley will have Saturday off and will probably then play their next round game on Tuesday, mm. uh, should that happen. So, uh, yes, yeah, so it's all a bit of a mess. It's hard to keep up with all this stuff, isn't
2: it? They're <laughs> rushing the trophy, so uh, that's, that's all I can really say on that. It's, it's, it's not extra time, so it's no extra time as it's so a straight to pen. So by five o'clock, it'll be done and dusted on Saturday for Dover. Not yep. extra time.
0: Yeah, come on. yeah, he might be home well, yeah, he'd be home <laughs> early yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um there is a game on Tuesday night in the National League South as well, involving our teams. Welling United at home to have an Auto so a tough game uh for Welling. We'll have a quick look at the table actually in National League South because of St Albans have gone top, uh finally caught up on a couple of their games in hand. I only conceded five goals 11 games, still unbeaten uh, St. Albans. They're obviously uh, quite the side. Dartford are second. Uh, Maidstone are eighth just outside the playoff places, though they do have games in hand on the teams above them. Uh, Three games in hand on Eastbourne Borough, who they play over Christmas incidentally. Uh, and Hungerford as well. They've got three games in hand on. Uh, Eppsfeet have dropped to 11th, but they've obviously got games in hand as well. They've got three games in hand on Eastbourne and Hungerford as well. Uh, and James Angels are 14th with 13 points from 11 games. Welling United next to bottom in the table. Only one relegation place, but they will not be particularly happy to be only level on points uh, with Braintree at the very foot of that table and still only the one win for the Wings so far this season. And, and it's been a very stop-start season for them. They, they, they've been in quite good form uh, one defeat in the last five league games. But Bradley Quinton will surely be concerned, Matt, about, about the start of the season. When we spoke to him, he was quite optimistic, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Um, I think the game stopped start again for them a little bit. Um, I think the only thing when w- fans look about when he was managed, Braintree they had a really sort of slow start to the season and then really took off near the end when he got a settled squad in. So um, I wouldn't be too worried much about uh, the Wings at the moment. But, Scoring goals seems to be an issue as well for them, though.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's pretty much it for the uh, for the football chat, I I would imagine. There's nothing else going on. Again, we, we don't know what's going to be happening with the Isthmian League. We don't know what's going to be happening with the scaffold. Uh, but we will have news when we do. And obviously, we'll, we'll let you know anything next week. Because I don't think there'll be any games between now and then. There have been some friendlies knocking about. I know um, that you mentioned last week Whitsville against Deal. Well, that was called off due to a waterlogged pitch. Uh, similar issue, Herne Bay against Wellingtown. They, they were going to play... Um, uh, a friendly I, I don't know where it was but it was called off due to order it was moved to the other one and that game finished five all so uh, an absolute thriller uh, that one so uh, th- th- people are trying to get the get some friendlies in just to keep k- keep minutes in the legs i suppose and, and try and keep themselves fit but we shall see uh, what happens uh, happy birthday to seven oaks town boss mickey collins for yesterday 50 uh, so congratulations him. i hope you managed to celebrate in in some way mickey uh, on your on your big day uh, it was well, plenty of platitudes for you on social media so I hope you had a nice day um I had a nice day yesterday we went up to London we 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 snuck into snuck in before they became tier three Matt
2: oh, what did you do pubs
0: no, no um because the pubs have been open here so it's not been oh, a problem right. but basically um a few weeks ago we were watching uh, morning television and Brian Connolly was on uh oh, and he pay. was talking. That- Well, yeah, I used to enjoy him back in the day. Exactly. Um, And he was talking about how he was doing a Christmas carol. Um, He was Scrooge and Christmas carol at the Dominion Theatre in London. And we watched it. And and we're fairly regular theatre goers, so we we quite like to go. And um, so we booked tickets there and then. And as luck would have it, we booked our tickets for the matinee yesterday. Uh, And obviously, when they announced on Monday London was going to tier three, we did ponder about it. And we thought, you know what? Should we go? Shouldn't we? And in the end, we decided that we would because we wanted to support the theatre, uh, and we want we, we would take every step that we could. So um, we rather than we, my original plan was to drive up to somewhere in Surrey and get the train up, then get the underground from Victoria over to to the theatre but then I looked instead and we drove up instead to Morden we parked in Morden we had a nice lunch in a restaurant in Morden which obviously is now shut Uh, and then it was one train one underground train from Morden up to Tottenham Court Road and we both came away from it all with the same mindset of most people are as good as gold there were just always a few idiots in our two tube journeys uh, both about half an hour long from between Morden and Tottenham Court Road. we saw five people not wearing masks and three of them were very clearly in their early 20s and obviously think that the virus doesn't affect them uh, there were people at the theatre they came up they told us when we got there they announced at the start and they announced at the end please sit down and we will let you go row by row by row and yet still you get people who think they're above the rules and get up early and push part and it's just like there are just it is a handful a, a tiny minority of people that just don't seem to get this
2: did you feel safe anyway did you feel that um how it went
0: i felt i felt fine the only time i didn't really feel i I felt really uncomfortable on the on the tube when uh, the two young girls got on and decided that they didn't have to wear their masks. They had them both round their round their necks. And I felt a little bit on edge then. Um, but by and large, it was so quiet. It wasn't much of a thing. And in the theatre, it was all very socially distanced. Like it was basically there was no one sat in front of you. No one sat next to you was was basically the way they did it. So every row was half full. And if there was, a so in our case, there was us two, two empty seats, two more people, two empty seats. And then in front of us, there was no one. And behind us, there was no one. But then to my right, there were people. But yeah, I felt I felt perfectly safe. We had our masks on all the way through. Um, And, you know, you just kind of it, it was a really good show. It was a really feel good show. It was really, really well done, given obviously the constraints that they've got at the moment. And it was just it felt really sad at the end because it because brian conley sort of did a bit of a speech at the end he said you know it was our open night last night and we shut today and oh. you know you just kind of feel really sorry for all these people and all the ushers and everyone like that it was just it was just really sad and then after that uh we we continued on our merry way for our christmas day and we went over to uh whiston manor which is over in uh, near staining we've heard of staining staining town community obviously and they had a christmas lights trail on and so or festive lights trail so we're about a mile walking around the grounds of this of this house and uh all fantastically lit up um i mean some of the things were absolutely superb so it was really nice really nice festive day and obviously now we're back into sort of uh, the run of the mill. This is was the it, way we London
2: are. Was London busy
0: anyway? Was it, we, No. We, not at all. No. I mean, Oxford Street, you could see there were people there. Um, but the, the undergr- we were on the underground at five o'clock. Normally, at the underground, five o'clock, getting home, you are in someone's armpit. Yeah. But there was there was space. Because all the offices are shut, aren't they? they yeah. We were able to sit down. I said, Taylor, let's just get on. We, so we got on, just sat down. We were only on one train. We knew, we knew that. And I, I, I said, oh, the traffic will be really bad. Because when I drove up to London before the second lockdown started it was like Christmas the roads were all packed but even the roads were quite quiet it was a nice ple- pleasurable leisurely time really so yeah it was one of those I'm glad we went I'm really glad we went I'm really glad we went and supported the the restaurant that we found it was really nice and just you know made the
2: most how of how was that as a restaurant just standard to wear your mask and things like that
0: yeah it was it was i mean it was it was basically two tier two regulations which are masks oh yeah of course (laughs) but basically means um restaurants you have to wear a mask when you walk in wear a mask when you're not seated but as soon as you're seated you're fine and this we're in this little italian restaurant and it was believe it or not tuesday lunchtime it was full they had so many people coming in and it was so lovely to see and he was the guy was really friendly the food was excellent as well, so. Uh, but it was just, it was just nice, uh, and we shall see what happens. But I, I'm glad we went. I'm glad we had a nice day. What what will be will be in terms of everything that's going to happen. But uh, also, in the theatre with us, there was a celebrity man. Not Brian Connolly. I would imagine you would, yeah. And they were sat in the cheap seats with us. They were at the back of the stalls, in the in the same sort of row as us. So it was. Uh, it was Give me it was, something for so I get it. Uh, female uh, <laughs> television and radio presenter sorry bull no but does a show at the same sort of time on the radio uh, radio when I'm she's sorry. been in that venue before she may have had a buzzer with some red crosses
2: a what of johnson what
0: red crosses. have you ever watched britain's got talent uh, Holden Amanda Holden. All oh, right, what was she looking yeah. like? Well, I, I wasn't really that I wasn't really looking, but mm-hmm. Hayley said she was very pretty, so but yeah, mm-hmm. she was so she oh, was right. there with her daughter having a nice day. Um, oh. and it was it was just nice to see, you know, she was just there, she wasn't lording it up, know. it was just couldn't like, oh, there she is, yeah, no worries, that was it. And it was you nice.
2: You couldn't have um, a selfie, I suppose, these days, yeah.
0: No, I, 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 I couldn't really. Get this across enough. I, I really didn't care, but oh. um, you know, it was nice to see. Oh, uh, I'd right. you know, be more inclined to get a selfie with you if I saw you at the theatre, Matt. Well, than was last time I
2: nine months, mate. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I'll it see you at Wembley when Dover completed the, the FA trophy and the league and the
0: blow <laughs> double playoff final. <laughs> No, oh, Matt, that's not going to happen. I, I really hate it. I know we're at the, you know, New Year, New Beginnings, but 2021 is not going to be Dover's no year for promotion. Okay.
2: No, well, there you go. For the play. The trophy. Will they
0: be Woking? I'll leave you on that point. No. I, I, I said this last week. No, they won't beat woken No, yeah. they won't. um But you never know. They might beat Chesterfield on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I'd be so... more happy for that if we
2: did that. i will be. Christmas cheer, fella then. Absolutely. I'll be the, the ultimate man there.
0: Yeah. What else you up to this way? Is it obviously no works Christmas yeah, like, parties. Kids finish school?
2: They finish tomorrow. So we're still sending them in, but they're not... Secondary school, we didn't have to go in, but we're still sending them in, so... I mean, Apart it's just... That, the,
0: the whole school... I mean, I know we've talked a lot about the virus, but the whole school thing is insane. A friend of Haley's, she's got two kids. One's in year eight and one's in year 11, I think. And the the the... The daughter in year nine has been told she's got to go home because someone uh, in her class has been in contact with someone who's got symptoms. Right. Fine. Very sensible. But she then goes home and her brother has been told, you're not allowed to have time off. Right. So ha- it's no wonder this virus is spreading and i stand by what i said all along about this second lockdown it's not the hospitality that's spreading it it's the schools so uh hopefully now the schools are shut for a couple of weeks it might die down but then we've got christmas and who knows what's going to happen um the next week's try- our christmas show i suppose isn't it it will be yeah i'm trying to think of something cheerful to end on the- I- i've nearly finished my wrapping
2: oh i don't do any wrap apart from the wife's presents so i don't do anything
0: like that oh and it is something that will cheer you up i bet you're good at that as well aren't you no i'm terrible at it no, no, i hate no, no. it um hayley said to me the other day she said oh I've, I've left a christmas card out for matt if you want to send him one i was like he doesn't do cards so no, uh the, the no. thought was there so i is thought really? about sending your card and i knew you wouldn't appreciate it
2: no, so, no, just, just saying you're going to send me one is more than for more than i the last couple of years you've actually bought me a present and i think i've bought you something so yeah i know oh, no, well. but it's well the next time we see each other that could be the present to each other
0: what to see each other where, where,
2: where, where will that be i don't know where that will be
0: no, nor do I. I mean, I, I still maintain some sort of hope that we might see each other at a game at some point in this season. You know, if you ever
2: a... I turn the corner.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, no, not even that. But I mean, we tend to kind of, as, as creepy as this sounds, we tend to, tend to kind of know each other's movements. But you know, I'd like to think if you were not too far away and you were like, oh, I could, I've been let down, or I could, I could have someone come to the game with me and and help yeah. me out.
2: You know. Yeah. Uh, well, we that. Well, definitely. There's a good chance that David could be traveling to Esport next year, next in 2021. In Absolutely, day. yeah, definitely. So, that, that, that could be the chance, yeah.
0: Would there be full comms on that, mate? I don't know. Uh,
2: no. <laughs> uh, no, probably not I, I, think I could lose my gig on that, but we'll worry, we'll worry about that another time because we're staying. Yeah, I was on. trying
0: to end on a cheerful note, and then you go and say that brilliant. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at KentNL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook search for KentNonly Podcast. I'm at John Phipps 81. Uh, I may do some boring pictures about uh, to just just say how oh, good my my camera is on my phone um, of last night's light trail as well. Uh, cause it was, no pictures, Holden. No, no. Uh, and Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. He's really good at retweeting stuff, and every now and then he'll say, "Oh, I know this podcast niche, but if you like it, please share." So I uh, stand by that. It is niche, but didn't you
2: know, you, did, didn't we get the uh, the book review? Didn't the bloke?
0: He said something nice. Yeah. He he also he said something uh, on his own Twitter account. He said something nice, and then he also sent us a very nice private message, which I will just dig out very quickly. Uh, He said he he said he wanted to thank the guys, obviously not realising that we're a a two man operation and that one of us does the Twitter. But he said uh, we really got what the book was about. Um, But he did say the only thing that was left hanging uh, was. Uh, he does live near saltburn but he is kent born and bred and was involved with Co- crockenhill fc and he's only recently moved Um so fair play to him uh, and he did say as well that he uh he he was really enjoyed the review he said he likes the sound of it and put the link to the book so it's, I think you've probably still got time to get it if you want a last minute Christmas present for your loved ones. Uh, Football Ground Frenzy is the book, so uh, so give that one a shout uh, and hopefully uh, people will enjoy that. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, as I said, and uh, thanks to Jay Saunders for that excellent interview earlier on in the show. Thank you very much to Matt Gerard as well for his time. And we'll speak to you all next week for our special Christmas show. Matt will be dressed up as Father Christmas.
2: How do you know I'm not dressed as Father Christmas now?